No! You all didn't know the old me, that for 40 years, Darren, I was a kamikaze. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. How about that? I've ridden steers, jumped off cliffs, been shot and been shot at, and I survived it all. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's all a true story, by the way. Welcome to the RP Show. RP here. Moose Dupont there. He's brought right. his own coffee uh, out here today. What are you doing over there? What I'm do you got? Coffee. Caliber coffee? Caliber coffee in a, in a French press. It's, we've been distracted this morning, so I didn't get around to making coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And actually, who was that back there? 15 seconds ago, we weren't sitting in these chairs. We were out in the lobby, and somebody yelled, it was Alan, the intern. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, right. I didn't recognize the voice. <laughs> I've, does Alan have a voice? Not that loud. So we're here. We made it. We always make it. Yes. How about that? How about that? It is episode number 493 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. We welcome in Canadian sports fans from around the world and our <clears throat> American neighbors. I'm excited about uh, the guests today, as always. Give me a lot of hockey talk. We got Jason Greger coming up from TSN Edmonton. Nice work, Clark. I said, can we get somebody from Edmonton to talk about the orders and what's going on there? Obviously, quite the up-and-down week for them. Uh, Eric Engels will join us from Sportsnet Montreal today as well. Huge game tonight. The Montreal Canadiens looking to stave off elimination as they host the Toronto Maple Leafs in game six of that series. So, are you excited? What are you, what's your prediction for your Leafs tonight? It'll be, I don't know if it'll be over tonight, but I don't see the Leafs, you know, stumbling at in this series but to be honest I'm not really excited about it because again you said it's boring I won't go that far because it's still my team my team's never boring but it's it just doesn't feel like any urgency right it doesn't feel like anything special I'm to be honest I was more glued into the two games last night that oh you know, yeah the Panthers game and and the, and the Golden Knights game um and looking for game seven tomorrow. Well let's quit dilly-dallying and get into the quick six show topics let's then I like it. it I like I like the cut of your jib <laughs> Thank you. And I noticed, by the way, somebody said there's no YouTube. YouTube's not up today. The fellows were telling me that there's uh, YouTube's been, had gremlins. Blame YouTube, of course. Of course. Could never be our thing. Pat McAfee, <laughs> Pat McAfee was off the air yesterday, I understand. Because his is a YouTube show. So if you can't find us on YouTube, you're obviously not on YouTube. So go to uh, Facebook Live or Game Plus TV, which is where we are today. Making a lot of new friends through G- Game Plus viewers, too, oh, by yeah. the way, if you've noticed. The, the mail is up. It's yeah. going through the roof. Big time. So my NHL leftovers from last night, from uh, Wednesday night in the National Hockey League, coming up here right now. Uh, what did I have? Okay, it doesn't matter what, who the goalie is for the Vegas Golden Knights if they can't score goals. And I think we can sit, settle in on this for a while. Gotten a bit of an argument with our intern, Rachel, because she's in Toronto. And she said that the Golden Knights made a mistake by starting Marc-Andre Fleury last night. She said they should have started Robin Leonard. And I said, really, does Leonard score goals? And I just realized I need to just back away from my phone on nights that my team's playing, especially when they lose. <laughs> and one thing about Rachel, our intern from Centennial College right in Toronto, she likes to stand back and just chuck bombs. <laughs> She's not afraid. She wasn't backing down. So uh, to put it this way, Robin Leonard, sorry, Marc-Andre Fleury is not the problem with the Vegas Golden Knights because he can't score goals. They lost 3-0 in Minnesota last night, and I'm upset 
because it's going to Game 7 in the Fortress tomorrow night. And by the way, my second leftover says that wasn't goaltender interference last night. But again, I probably should just put my phone down when my, when my team's playing because you don't see things clearly. But to your point, Peter DeBoer is not in his coach's office this morning being like, ah, the goaltending was our problem last night, <laughs> no. right? He's looking at... Why didn't they score enough goals? If it was a one-goal game and it was a couple of bad goals that changed the, the game, then you know, maybe you second-guess that decision. But I don't know that he or Kelly McCrimmon or anybody is second-guessing the goaltending decision. I think it's how do we generate some offense against this really good defensive group in Minnesota? I mean, there's barely – was there even 50 shots between the two teams last night? It was a really it was quiet close. game. It was a quiet game. The Minnesota Wild are beating the Vegas Golden Knights at their own game. Yeah. And it's disturbing. James in uh, Henderson, Manitoba is watching. And he, sorry, James Henderson in Borden, Manitoba is watching. Where did it go? I thought of you, Rod. I was watching Vegas lose. I have zero sympathy as a Jets fan. Hey, James, I didn't ask for your sympathy. Uh, point three, Ethan Bear is our brave warrior which he is, and I don't need to go any more down that road. Uh, we discussed it yesterday. We're all standing with Ethan. New York Islanders continue to be my dark horse. Been getting asked a lot on these shows. And by the way, I'm on CJOB Winnipeg in an hour with uh, Cam Poitras talking about uh, this next round. And he's got, he says in Winnipeg, they all think the Bruins are going to beat the Islanders in round two. And I said, you go ahead and think that. I'm not jumping off now. I know. Why would you jump off now? I mean, the Bruins are good. They're good. But so are the Islanders. And we know the, the Barry Trotz magic, right? And, and he just knows what strings to pull. They've shown in that Pittsburgh series that they can get a little greasy, right? And play a little back alley hockey. We've seen that in series. They're getting good goaltending. Islanders can pull it off. Uh, absolutely, they can. And Joe Lazito is watching from Long Island. He says, good morning, Rod Moose and RP crew. Pretty great day here on Long Island. Let's go, Islanders. And then the other leftover was that I can't believe Florida and Tampa Bay have never met. They've been in the NHL for almost 30 years. How does this not happen? They've had reasonably good teams, especially Tampa. They're in the same division. How do they never meet till now? I know. Wild. And it was wild. I, it was hope awesome. it I hope it happens more often. I mean, Florida just didn't get enough timely goaltending in the series. Um, I thought they, they, they went toe-to-toe with Tampa. And, you know, you want to say whether they controlled play or didn't control play. The truth is they lost the series. So they didn't play better. But it was fun. And I hope it happens again and again and again. Darren and I have talked about this. We can talk Stanley Cup playoffs for two hours every day and we'll be just fine. But we do need to move on. <laughs> right. So, oh, yeah, from uh, Catlin Hogan. Watching on Facebook, he says, absolutely was goaltender interference. The right call was made. Well, you're a wild fan, and it's my show, so go get your own show. <laughs> How about that? I'm annoyed! I know. Uh, point two, the Blue Jays were rained out in New York, so the Alec Manoa debut gets pushed to today. It's going to be a doubleheader in the Bronx. Uh, I wrote the times down here. 12.05 Mountain, where we live, and 5.05, the second game of the doubleheader, roughly. Oh, by the way, there's a huge furor breaking out. I'm not following the NBA playoffs as much as I have to. Like, if there's a night off in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'll watch it. But are the Knicks playing the Rockets right now? Do you guys know? Alan knows. Ru Alan! 
The Hawks. The Hawks. Okay. Who's Russell Westbrook playing for? He got popcorn dumped on him. The Wizards. I'm loosely following this this morning on ESPN. Russell Westbrook got popcorn dumped on him last night. I thought it was in New York, and there's this huge thing going on. Philly? I don't know. Whatever. He got popcorn dumped. It was in Philly? Okay, thank you. Alan, the intern's really stepping up today. Well, last week when you were gone, I had him send me the NBA report in my <laughs> inbox so I could read the bullet points, and he was talking. Can I get that, Alan? Eddie, it doesn't matter. They're all going nuts that Russell Westbrook got popcorn dumped on him last night, and they're saying, this is it. The fan should be banned forever. And what would have happened if Westbrook had gone into the crowd and assaulted the fan? No, it was in New York that somebody got spit on last night. That happened, too. Fans are well, back. We're back. <laughs> And we're in a pandemic and we're spitting on people. So I just find it funny because here in the sweatpants capital, you've never really seen it, but our fans to throw stuff at, at opposition happens all the time, man. Are you kidding me? It's not even a thing. It's not even news. It's a Monday if we're throwing <laughs> stuff at the, uh, at the players. So have we come so far in society now that you should have never been able to throw stuff at the players. I understand that. But really, you were just tossed out. That was the worst thing that would ever happen to you. And now they're talking about a lifetime ban. That's what, that was the worst thing. And they, they had it in their, in their you know, facility meetings. They're like, okay, when the fans throw stuff, let's just make sure they don't have glass bottles. So let's put all the beer in plastic cups. So when they throw it, they're not going to kill anybody. Right? They plan for that. That's why you don't have glass bottles or, you know, uh, things like that yeah. in the facilities. Because they anticipate it, at least you would think. I'm just so, I'm, I'm so used to it. And I'm glad that Joe Lazito is watching in Long Island because way back when we started this show, and I don't even know how Joe found us, and we were only digital, not live streaming, I said, oh, I'm just too old. I think I'm out of touch. I don't think I should be hosting a show. Remember me saying that? I'm yep. like, I'm just too old school. And he's like, no, no, you're vintage. So my point is, in Seattle one night, and you've heard this story, and man, am I getting sidetracked. But we had a goalie by the name of Andy Adams with the Regina Pats. He was 20. And brawl breaks out in Seattle in the key arena where the Kraken are going to play. Fan reaches over the glass, dumps a beer on our coach, Rich Preston. He grabs a stick off the stick rack and starts climbing the glass. And our trainer, Torchy, grabs, pulls him down. It's chaos in the key arena. And Andy went out to the top of the circles. And fans were throwing nachos at him and hot dogs. And, and he's just swatting them out of the air with his stick and his glove. And I'm like, yes, I love this. And like the next night, we're in Portland, and it was Taco Bell night. So 7,000 fans got little Taco Bells like this, but just little ones. Well, So, when the, so something happened. Brawl again. It was the WHL in the, in the 90s. I'm getting pelted with these Taco Bells, right? And nobody was getting kicked out then. We just lived with it. It was fun as hell. Is that wrong? Is that so wrong? Well, no. <laughs> Might be if it happened today. That's my point. Different world, yeah. But, man, this is great times. Unfortunately, we have to just, you know, enjoy those memories and uh, understand that's probably like, not happening again. I remember it like yesterday. Yeah. Joe Lozito says old school is the only school, Roddy. I wonder. That? I wonder. Are we out of touch, or is it going to swing back? Theo says the world is too far gone. It's too far gone. We just talked about it last week. It's not coming back. I know I'm not changing. Anyways, point three, uh, big crowds at NHL games. It is weird. 
And one of our P1s, Todd Pinckney here, says the fan had his season tickets revoked and is banned from the Wells Fargo indefinitely. I'm not condoning throwing things at the athletes, clearly. I'm just saying it used to not be that big of a deal compared to what it is now. But you're watching those NHL games. I'm stunned when they said it's only 9,000 because it looks like 30,000 in there. Oh, it sounds like 30,000. Well, and that's what I said after game one in Florida, Tampa. 9,600 sounded like 96,000. Like, it was incredible. And so I like that. And they've got a great atmosphere going on in Florida when they traditionally only get 7,000. Keep those tarps with the sponsors, right? And use that to hide the empty seats. And it'll seem full in Florida. When you come back and there's only seven or 8,000 in there typically on a night. Yeah. Awesome. From um, Paul Skibaris on Facebook, he says, shout out to Rich Preston, former WHL Jet, came from Houston, no? Yeah, but he came from Sheldon Williams Collegiate right here in the sweatpants capital. And his dad was the best general manager in Saskatchewan Rough Riders history. Ken Preston, by the way. He's my mentor in life and has been called the coolest man in the NHL. Rich Preston. Uh, Michael Quinn watching says, old school will come back. Maybe that should be the poll question today. If old school comes back, I'm here for it. Me and Lynch. Yeah, but not sure it's going to come back. It'll come back. 20 years from now. Come on. And they'll call this era old school. That's old school <laughs> hockey. Did you see that? He checked oh, him yeah. in the boards really hard. Old school. Yeah. Um, moving on, point four, Jason Kenny's proclamation. The um, Premier of Alberta expecting if all the targets are hit, that there will be full stadiums in Alberta. My brother proudly proclaims, because he was in the same class at Notre Dame High School with Jason Kenny, that my brother beat him in a debate. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> no. Tells anybody that'll listen. I beat Jason Kenny in a debate at Notre Dame High School, Notre Dame College. Um, I don't know. Kenny's proclamation was subject to the long list of terms and conditions. That's the one thing. I want the CFL to play, but I see people were going wild about this. We're going to have false stadiums. We're playing. And then Dunk comes out with a report at three Dunk today that says not one province has approved the CFL's return to play. Not one. That was on three down today. And we talked about it in our morning meeting. Uh, you, you know, I said, we're getting tagged and stuff. People are saying, Rod, what do you think about this report? What do you think about that report? It's been too exhausting for me. It's been 15 months. I'll see in August. I've checked out. I'm following other things. But I will because this is the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Ask you what you think about Jason Kenney's proclamation yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think it's positive that there's sure. a plan. Positive that there's a plan. And for me, you know, here's where I am on the vaccine in Saskatchewan. And, and so, you know, I've got my shot. But when it came out, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be front of the line to get a vaccine because I'm feeling pretty healthy. And it's the same vaccine. So I feel bad taking my vaccine away when my mom and dad could get their second shot. They could have the one that would go in my arm and they could have it. So put me at the back of the line. I'll get it. I've got no reason not to get it. I'm not against them, but I'm in no rush. And then Mo put out the plan that if we hit 70% of this by this date, we're going to open up phase two, 70% of 30 and over phase three, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not going to hold this back from getting to check one, two, and three. And I booked my appointment. I was there like three days later. Right. And I think the same thing can happen in Alberta is you put out the plan and it's like, oh, now I actually see some targets. 
Let's go get vaccinated and we'll be able to open up. So I think that's going to help get everybody on board. Seeing a plan is important rather than this open-ended, we hope to get there if the vaccines come, right? Well, specific. Jeff in Calgary, the Stamps fan watching, says, suddenly Alberta may be the place to be if you want CFL football. I'm just following the news like the rest of you people. I don't have any ins. Thank you. I don't have any inside information. I'm tired of the roller coaster. I can't imagine the guys and girls that work in the CFL, what they've been going through for 15 years or 15 months. Absolute straight stress and almost trauma, a trauma for them. So I'm hoping for the best. But it all comes down to the vaccine rollout. And there are high-level people in the CFL that are very upset that the owners did not bite the bullet to play in a bubble. They're very upset. And can you blame them? But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not strapped into the roller coaster anymore. I jumped off. Point five, the National Lacrosse League expanding to the Las Vegas uh, city for their 15th team. And point six, NFL notes. Clark just told me we've got 30 seconds. i gotta, I got to roll. Jason Greger's up next. The warm-up's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the Stanley Cup playoffs. 909 or Cole Avenue East. Hit them up tonight to watch Habs and Leafs. We're going to Edmonton next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook. And 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.